I know. <laughs> What's up, guys? We're going to be doing a Socratic seminar on the Files by William Golding. It's a, it's a piece, of, piece of fictional text. Uh, it's a novel, but it's, it could be argued that it's actually historically accurate. I hate you so much. <laughs> Three at a time. Da, da, da. Okay, sorry, sorry. All right, sorry. we got number one done. All right. Okay. So I would like to briefly just summarize it. All right. So a brief summary of this story is that a group of little English boys get stranded on an island due to a, a um, plane crashing. The main story of this is Ralph, and his first partner he meets is Piggy. Um, Piggy tends to be pretty nerdy and an outlier, and this is pretty abstained throughout the entirety of the book. And then they, tend, they meet hunters, or the choir boys, who at first don't seem to be willing to cooperate, and Jack, the leader of them, wants to be the leader of all the boys in the island. Jack, throughout the book, progressively becomes more savage and wild, and Ralph tries to maintain some sort of democratic leadership and tries to keep a cool head and just wants to get off the island, and that's his main priority. Ralph disagrees, or sorry, Jack disagrees with this later in the book and eventually decides to attempt to overthrow Ralph. He does this by lighting the island on fire and attempting to lure him out of the woods to kill him. And this fire attracts Englishmen who come to save the boys. And when the boys are rescued, they just start crying because they realize that what they've been doing is very savage and that the true nature of what they're, how they would act is not how they believe they would. And the, true, the duality of man they believe is evil, expressed by this book. I mean, yeah, essentially the entirety of the book is more of a microcosm written by Golding, where he tries to portray his, like, um, viewpoint on the idea of the duality of man. And he believes that uh, humans are more savage uh, naturally and would be more selfish uh, in terms of if they're good or evil when it comes to, like, just human nature. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to interject right here and just a good idea to do. We should probably introduce ourselves so that he knows who to grade. No, he doesn't know our voices. He's been a teacher for it's like really a year. Choppy over the mic. So, this is Sebastian. Yeah, this is Antonio. This is John Catalano over Eduardo. Hey. <laughs> he interrupted you. All right, Shawnee, go ahead. I mean, that was just the summary. All I just right. helped you with the summary. That's All right, yeah. Giovanni was the second voice in summary. Okay, so, all right. Um, question number three. Uh, what what personal connections do you get? Um, I mean, the most personal connection I could say I have with this is just seeing people favor themselves over others. Like, that that's pretty common in everyday life. Is this one where we have to quote? All right, that'd be really good. Uh, no, but I think I think for me personally, I just think it's the contrast of those who are good or just inherently good versus those who are inherently evil. Uh, I feel like it sort of touches on the whole evil prevails, where it's easier to be evil or to allow evil to be in control as opposed to being the one that stands up and is heroic. Uh, I feel like, I don't know if this is necessarily personally, but I feel like it kind of relates to like the whole conformity issue. Uh, when you have Sam and Eric who uh, just abide to everything Jack says because Most Jack is yeah. the supposed leader, even though, you know, even though technically they could overthrow him, right? But they just or have that fear instilled within them that uh, makes them pretty much do whatever he wants. So I feel like kind of re- could relate to like that. Yeah, personally with me, I feel like it really shows that like even like on like in the wild, like if you get stranded on an island, you really don't know. Like you would think that you're going to be like a good person and you know, the good side of you will show and the duality of man. But 
it, this book shows that most likely uh, the evil side of you is going to show in a life or death situation like these boys facing that one. I mean, yeah, so personally with me, the way I interpreted this text was more like uh, my viewpoint was more uh, different than that of like Golding and which he constructed this uh, book. And what I mean by that is like you could uh, stay Golding. Like you could, I think you could safely say that Golding is more of a, a pessimist when it comes to human nature in which he believes that humans are naturally selfish because that's what we believe when we survive this is mostly apparent by jack um how he became like a natural born leader uh because he just felt like it and that's kind of like an elitist attitude towards him and like people just flock to him because he just fear mongered them so basically the way i kind of interpreted this was more different compared to how golding believed it to be because uh i would say i'm more of a realist and i wouldn't necessarily think if this actually happens i don't think it would occur similar to how it occurred in the book like per se i don't think one could say that humans are naturally good or evil because essentially society was born out of the same situation in which Golding basically like uh, described in the Lord of the Flies, like a uh, society that was built upon people and then people just like had to build themselves up on that. So I wouldn't say that like society would just prevail selfishly because we have modern day societies that isn't necessarily what is reflected in the novel. So yeah, that was my personal thought. it. Yeah. I'll... All right, so before you speak, uh, I just want to say that, that the, the new way that we're going to be doing this is just we're going to ask every question. We're going yeah. to have every person go through and just answer it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, I would say, like like everybody's kind of been saying, like um, Giovanni said, um, I would say that it's it's it shows during the text, like, like specifically with Jack, how people can change out of... I mean, I guess you can say out of uh, difficult circumstances, or even just out of nowhere, um, his his actions during the text became increasingly worse throughout the text. I keep saying that, but they over time he just gradually grew into a crazy. He just went crazy essentially, and even at the end, you can see that whenever it actually came down to him taking uh, respons being responsible uh, over his actions. He he cowered away in the end. He didn't reveal that he was like a leader or anything. It didn't happen that way. He, he clearly showed that responsibility was his weakness. He really just cared about himself. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty evident. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good insight, Eduardo. Uh, and we're going to jump into our next question here. Um, how much does the text agree or clash with your view of the world? Giovanni sort of touched on this already. Um, he said that like Golding's perspective or how she thinks it's going to um, actually happen, uh, like differentiates with Giovanni's view of the world. So that's kind of what this question is going into. Um, like, what do you consider right and wrong within the text? I mean, um, yeah, so, yeah, personally, like, I think a fallacy there. that came with the book is that Golding, uh, he, he wrote sort of a judgment on how he believed humans would be like naturally out of a time of crisis, like there are a bunch of little kids that landed on an island and had nothing necessarily like no planning or how to like lead themselves. And they naturally became like a democratic republic. But like, although they did have like, um, like vegetation and like ways to live comfortably, it was still a time of crisis because they were on a short time frame to organize themselves. And I don't think it was necessarily a fair interpretation, which you could uh, deem society to be uh, mainly selfish at heart, uh, simply because that's how you imagine it. Because like, although, although it did seem as if everything was perfect in the beginning, like it was still a time of crisis and crisis in which like your, your judgment of how boys would be on an Island is mostly the fact that, Mostly the fact that they would they would have to eventually divulge into bar barbarism because of a person would want to have more power than the person that was elected, and like another fallacy with that is like an example of Ralph in the Ralph in the book like he was a he was elected simply because of his looks like essentially that's what they said right like um he was, I thought it was because he had the conch so yeah no and he, he had the fair hair remember yeah yeah the fair hair. so yeah. Uh, I like and that that kind of reflects like just general politics today like that's that's how surface level politics can get like in terms of philosophy but still I think it's kind of a fallacy to to say that that's how humans naturally react uh because I I just don't think that's necessarily true so yeah yeah to add on to that um a quote from the text because yeah. we have to use quotes for this question uh uh what are we humans or animals or savages I want to actually 
disagree with Golding here. Uh, I want to say that I feel like although the the text is like a sandbox kind of, and how like if you put them, if you put human beings, uh, I guess yeah. you could say they're average British human beings into this scenario, what would happen? That's what sort of Golding's uh, like. That's the uh, the premise of Golding's writing, uh, and I feel like the the question: What are we humans or animals or savages? I feel, I feel like that's sort of insinuating that humans themselves are animalistic and are sa- savage. And I feel like, um, especially in just the case of modern day civilization or just Western civilization, I feel like that's not necessarily the case at all. Um, like, I feel like we have developed enough as a human, uh, like the breed of humans that we aren't animals nor savages so i just wanted yeah, to i just wanted to clarify the thing i said like um an example of what i was trying to basically say is like the quote that says we've got we've got to have rules and obey them after all we're not savages we're english and the english are not are the best at everything so with this quote that um piggy said in the book it's like another fallacy with golding is like like the entire philosophy that he attempts to like uh to like present to the audience is based off of his belief of what the default human being would think and you can't necessarily generalize that with human nature because of a british perspective and a british uh, point of view like it's very uh, it's a very british thing to assume that uh, humans would naturally go into a democratic republic uh based off of what they think would be right uh, to rule government you can't necessarily say that because there have been um historical events that occurred that didn't reflect that like in the beginning of the united states whenever it was assembled uh we originally wanted a monarchy so like that that's just an example of how we don't necessarily always naturally go to a democratic republic you know what i mean so that's just basically what i was trying to say it's kind of flawed because uh their idea of a um a basic human being would be the perspective of an english person which isn't necessarily correct so yeah yeah i, I like i want to add on earlier how uh golding i've been disagree with golding because he feels like I feel like he takes like the like he's uh, Giovanni said before the pessimistic view on the human nature, the duality of man that will always uh, go to the evil side because it's the easier way out. And it could be like a simple quote that demonstrates this is "sucks to your asthmar," which is used like fifty times in the book by the boys to just like mock Piggy because he has asthma. So it's like that quote, and then uh, just how Piggy and the Piggy's treated throughout the book. And how the boys just descend into savagery. How um, Jack starts his uh, own hunter, his own gang of hunters, and separates off and becomes a whole tribe of savages. Just shows that he is uh, like very like almost one-sided on this uh, topic of the duality man. That almost all the time, uh, and in this kind of situation where if you have to decide be, between good and evil, everyone's most likely going to be evil. All right, am I good to go? Yeah. All right. I sort of agree with this reading in the sense that it doesn't take a whole lot of evil and the use of the mob mentality to control a large population for better or for worse, and usually it is used for worse, as history has dictated. Uh, my and this book. would be in the book when they constantly chant, kill the beast, cut his throat, spill his blood. This creates a sort of unity within the... Um, the boys to focus more on hunting and killing the animals of the island rather than getting off. This is about the time in which everything changes and Jack gains leadership over the boys and Ralph loses it. And I feel like it doesn't, it takes obviously a lot of influence, but it also takes desire from people. And if you can manipulate this the right way, then you yourself can become a powerful leader and lead them to do whatever you want, so long as you use mob mentality to convince all of them. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I will, Well, some of the points that you said, but I would say that overall, um, I don't think, I don't think they would, people will, would act in that manner. I don't think to that extent. I think there would be obviously they would try to establish because of how advanced we are as we think we are. Um, we won't. We wouldn't. I don't think we would react in that manner to there would be that much of a power struggle. Depending on who would it be, but 
that's a different that's a different question right there. But I also think that although we we are advanced and stuff, like it, it's it's different. Sorry, it's different. His mentality of thinking this book was written while you're like in the fifties or something. Sixties, World War Two, I believe. Oh, okay. So way before that, like forties and fifties. Okay. But yeah, I feel like I feel like his view on the world is completely different then than it would be now. I feel like now, if we look at it on uh, now, I don't think we would act in that manner because people are way more supposedly advanced. And I think our mentality is different on terms of overall government that we see nowadays. So it'd be different. But I don't know. I feel like depending on the circumstances in which the people are in, such as in this book, you can understand why they would, some of them, to what extent they would go insane but also the influence that others can have on a person. Just add on, uh, this book was written in 1954, <laughs> by the way, that was published. Yeah, okay, so it was a bit after World War II, right? Yeah. It's when the mentality was still there, but the options were well, right? the... mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So we'll hop into the next question here. Uh, what did you learn, and how much were your views and opinions challenged or changed by this text, if at all? Did the text communicate you why or why not? Uh, give examples. So I wanted to actually, I'm actually eager to answer this one. I had a huge, I would say personally, a huge paradigm shift uh, when at, at least the prompt before we even read the book, uh, Are Humans Inherently Good or Evil, uh, was introduced to me because I never really have thought of it in like a biological stance or bio- biological uh, standpoint. Uh, are we naturally good or evil if stripped of any sort of uh, evolution, uh, evolutionary like aspects of our lives like technology all all of these things if if we're just stripped of all of those uh fundamental like capacities within our day-to-day life strive to be good or are we going to strive to be evil um that question itself i don't think it can be answered necessarily uh, although there could be theories there could be um different like social ideas that could possibly uh, aim to answer the question i feel like Good versus evil is such an ambiguous uh, statement, and I feel like there's boundaries that have to be established to answer the question. So I just want to hear you guys' thoughts on that specifically, as well as uh, any other views or opinions that you've learned or or challenged. Um, So going with that, I would say that uh, he, um, the author very much uh, goes with the idea that uh, humans are naturally evil, as portrayed by Jack and uh, his savages as they uh, focus on hunting and messing around instead of trying to get off the island like um, Ralph and Piggy try to do, which ends up in being... And to further uh, support that, he, most of the people that have sense or like or seem naturally good, gooder than being naturally bad, uh, die. Like Piggy, Simon, almost Ralph at the end. So I think he just show he's trying to show that in this circumstance people will not just just in life people are naturally evil and they will be evil to get ahead like Giovanni was saying like all in all in all yeah. aspects of life mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah uh, at least personally with me uh, when it comes to like what was the question again yeah it was a uh, how much does it's it your views like how they change um. So with me, I I feel like it was mostly more of, uh, the main the main like because with the with the essay that me uh, and Antonio did and the rest of us uh, with the concept of uh, the duality of man, I never necessarily saw it as like more of a if people were naturally good or evil. Uh, you could say it was more of a nihilistic point of view, but it was more like I I argued it was a matter of circumstance, like every person and situation which uh, evil or good is reflected in human nature is mostly going to be a matter of circumstance and like what that person has to do or what people have to do as a society to move forward in what they believe at least like obviously even in like the lord of the flies like um you could say in the beginning there was like a great morals being introduced well not great morals but like what their aim was to be like to just be a stable community and have a, like and eventually be rescued that was you could say it was a good moral like um a mission at least um and then it eventually uh divulged into simply jack wanting power and wanting to rule the island so you could 
just say that it's more of a matter of circumstance because, like, in general, the entire book is more of a microcosm into society, and you could just easily, like, uh, point this out, and you could easily, like, reflect this back to the Holocaust. Like, I know it's always an easy example for students to point out, with yeah. them, but uh, it, it's always a Holocaust that we point to, and despite this, you can't necessarily say that we naturally go to the Holocaust. Like, that's our main, like, that that is where we divulge as a society. We always go, like, um, to... Mm-hmm. to to surrendering to powerful figures like there's obviously like that that's not true so that's like mainly like one of the one of the main viewpoints that i i kind of like fumbled with in this book like and with the idea that like okay so with jack like a quote that i i, I wrote down for him was i ought to be chief because i'm because i'm a chapter chorstel and head boy and i can sing c sharp so although it's a very small and minor remark by jack this is like a display of like um of an elitist point of view right so uh like although although it doesn't seem that big uh golden clearly told us whenever he gave us the preface of the book like a lot of this is more of what he believed is common human nature so he believes that there's um always going to be elitist in society and they're always going to like be try to push themselves into power and so with like i kind of disagree with this point of view in terms of jack uh with his idea of being a rightful leader because i don't necessarily think that society is always going to go for that leader of simply the person that thinks they're they're the best because they have elitist values and because they were in they inherited that talent of being like a c-sharp for example so i don't necessarily think that children would have been that way but i, I feel like i definitely learned like the concept of a uh, of, of, of the pessimistic point of view in terms of how people are naturally evil. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to agree with Giovanni on the fact that humans are not naturally good or evil and that it, it belongs to circumstance itself because I feel that humans base their good or evil preferences off of if survival, and that's just a natural instinct every animal has. Mm-hmm. But if a human feels threatened or they feel they won't be able like in real life, if a person feels they won't be able to make financially reach their goals and take care of their children's or something like that, it can lead to causing robberies or murder for the sake of financial gain. But Sandman experiment three. <laughs> you're right, you're right. But yeah, it, but if humans aren't in a, um, a crisis of survivability, then they will go ahead and they will act kind. Naturally, they will act kind if it mm-hmm. doesn't affect them or hurt their chances of survival. And a good example of this in the book is that the boys wanted meat because they were eating berries and they were having pretty crappy diets. And it said somewhere in there that they weren't eating well. But so the boys left the fire to go get meat because they felt that was their best chance of survivability. And so that's the chance they took. And it ended up hurting the boys because they they missed a ship. And this eventually led to the downfall of Jack or this led to Jack gaining more power and Ralph losing power because Jack finally got a kill and the boys were happy to have solid food and this just kind of increased their how they felt survivability was possible because they felt living on the island was a better chance than wasting time and energy yeah. on hoping for a ship to see a small whip of smoke on an island in the middle of the ocean, God knows where. Eduardo, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so I would also say, I would say, like, um, as we were talking about good and evil, this shows this book really, really does show probably why we talked about it. The actual, the true forces of good and evil as portrayed with these characters. There's the, 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 the evil, supposedly evil people on, on, on Jack's side. Jack's the main leader of the evilness, as we would say, uh, supposedly. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, he is pretty, he's pretty bad guy, actually. Um, but, but, uh, but that's what we would say. He probably wouldn't say that he's evil. He would say he's doing the right thing. But yeah, gotcha. And then we have the other side with Ralph, who is what what we would portray as uh, the best person that you could think of on that island. He shows good character. He's uh, a leader. He's a natural leader, yeah. and he just he seems to take command in everything. And he knows what's right, which is the goal, which is try to get off the island. Um, 
and this this is is very prominent with the good and evil because it shows both sides one is the of society in general uh, i don't say i don't think i mean depending on strict uh the situation but not to the extent the extent uh to which jack acted in the book he just ordered deaths left and right he killed um and overall the savagery that they showed as the book went on and towards the end of the book and then and and then uh it shows um Ralph's side and how he is just determined to get off the island and be safe. He's trying to be safe, he's trying to get back home. And it, it shows the the very differences between good and evil and the differences in point of views that people have individually and how they would clash with each other, how they would interact with each other in society in the eyes of Golding, really. Um, I don't know if I would specifically say it would play out like this, but it, it's it's a pretty interesting view on how he would say it looks. And even the internal struggle within a person um, to choose with, between good and evil, which route would they go? That's the main thing with all the rest of the characters. Like Sam and Eric just go they went with whoever thought they thought yeah. was better. So yeah, yeah. So, um, so to kind of like jump off into the next question, uh, you bring up how people have to choose yeah. between good and evil. I'm pretty sure a couple of you uh, brought that up. So, do you think that um, the text addresses um, things that you care about importantly, like like the question of whether we choose to be good or evil? Um, does it address things that are important to you uh, or your surroundings? Pretty much did it pass the who cares? Like, who who cares? You know, why should we care about the Lord of the Flies text? Um, and use quotes to illustrate that. Uh, who wants to start? I can't start right now, but I, I'll, I'll go next. All right, All right I'll John, start. You, John, I'll start. You start. All right, John. Okay, so, wait. Uh, yeah. For this one, I feel like it's easier to paraphrase than quote because no quote has the density. Yeah. Um, yeah, one thing that I could say it's like uh, addressing me personally is like, for example, if this, uh, if you just put the situation instead of like a bunch of kids, if it was like, uh, like a family or like your family or just like you and your siblings and how different the situation would be and how it puts a perspective on you as a person and what you would do in order to survive in a situation I, and it would just show that like um that maybe that you would be you would do things that are immoral just to meet ends needs especially on a deserted island where there's no supervision there's no society there's no rules so you would be almost uh, prone to do whatever you want and it just shows that like even like even with personally like your family, I don't even think you'd be safe enough to act completely moral there. I mean, yeah, and going off like the ethnic part of that question, like uh, I just want to preface this with the quote that in which Piggy said, "Which is better to be a pack of painted idiots like you are, or to be sensible like Ralph is?" Like clearly, you notice like from that quote, it's simply like uh, Golding writes a lot from more of a Eurocentric bias and more of a, an, an elitist approach. Ironically, to like her author, his authorship is a person, it's a man, um, his authorship, and like. You, you can see in a lot of, like, the descriptions in which they write of savagery and barbarism is simply, like, the life in which Native Americans and African Americans, not African Americans, Africans uh, wrote, like, lived, um, just in general, like, the, the notion in which the, the English um, the colonializers of America and Africa basically um, told, told people um, to their home countries, like, how they were living, and, like, this general savage uh, life was more of, more of, more a portrayal of of how the colonizers saw like um uh countries in which they exploited uh before they went there it's more of a a patronizing point of view and so that's basically what i interpreted from it like just something like relating to me um it's just more of a it's not necessarily a point of view that reflects uh my background or social like um beliefs yeah I feel like um, I, I really like Giovanni Strawback uh, in a prior statement he, he's made to politics. Um, I feel like in a way, uh, especially with the whole elitist uh, Jack being 
represented as an elitist. I, I really like that theory um, because w- when you look at like what we're dealing with around us, we're dealing with a lot of uh, political disparity uh, with current issues um, and things of that sort where uh, you believe one thing or you believe the other thing. And uh, this kind of gauges your position as far as just how what you believe in, what you don't believe in, uh, in politics, right? So for the who cares test, I feel like this provides a brand new perspective on human behaviors, biological versus learned, the nature versus nurture debate that you see come up in sciences all the time. Uh, all these things that uh, could be theorized or taken from Lord of the Flies. And I want to paraphrase um, the thing is, Fear can't hurt you any more than a dream, right? Fear mongering. These are all things that we see in history time and time again. Um, they, they come up in current day as well. And I just feel like this text, although from 1954, uh, could easily relate to a lot of things in society today. So I feel like people should care a lot more about the message behind it. Humans being naturally inclined to be more evil. Um, and we could probably learn a lesson or two from it as well. So, yeah. Edward, do you want to go? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like we were talking about, the whole text really just kind of is a, it's, it talks about good and evil. Um, there's Jack and there's Ralph. We, know, we already know that. And personally, I would say, like, in this quote right here, um, of during six, I don't remember exactly which page it was, but it says, the mask was a thing on its own behind which Jack hid, liberated from shame and self-consciousness. Um, that's a, that's pretty, I would say a pretty prominent thing that people do nowadays and they've been doing for years and years. They have a certain persona that they show to people, uh, out in the open. They show that certain persona and they try to perfect that persona, but in the inside and behind closed doors, they're completely different. Um, that's, that's pretty evident with Jack because it seems like after he put on the makeup and everything during the 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 war the war the war paint sorry um he changed completely and i would say that that was more of a persona that he that he put on to just act like he knew what was happening mm-hmm. act like he could command yeah. everybody yeah. and i feel like whenever people would talk to him he would just act in that persona he would he wouldn't care about anybody and then that shows later on in the in the at the end of the text whenever they come to rescue them, and Jack, there everybody starts crying because it's been a traumatic experience for everybody. But whenever they, it comes time to point out why all this has happened, why the whole island has lit on fire, um, and why everybody is just in disarray, the person who was actually responsible for it. He cowers away behind everybody. So, so it shows the, the t- I really, how people can hide, I guess. Yeah. I really like that. Before we talk, Sebastian, I just want to bring something up. Like when you have to ask yourself, uh, are these kids, are they really as savage as they seem? Or are they? do they think it's just a game, right? Like they're kind of too young, I feel, to have the, the mental capacity to understand the, the, the issues that they're facing, you know? It's such a it's such a mentally um, deteriorating, like your mental state gets deteriorated when you're on an island alone and you have to fight for your survival. So in the sense that I feel like these kids don't necessarily even understand the levels of like danger that they, they, their lives are in every day when they wake up. So I feel like they, they might think of it as they're, they're playing a game. And this could even branch off into society, how... We don't really even know what we're doing as human beings. So I just uh, wanted to bring up that. Again, the the <laughs> a good quote to represent what Antonio is saying was, we did everything adults would do, what went wrong, really shows that the, like, the community of like kids and personally how like, since we all are kids, like how the, how it really connects with us because that's kind of like, it kind of represents what could happen on an island if we all got stuck on an island together and how it would turn out for Am I good to go? Yeah, I like that. All right. You're good. You're good. The most personally I can relate to this because obviously middle class kid, you know, not a whole lot of struggle in my life. But the most personally I can relate to (laughs) I I find this (laughs) weird flex, but okay. 
<laughs> if I'm being completely honest with you, I find it really hard to do. The most personally I can relate with this right. is when they go to steal the fire from Piggy or the glasses, it's the symbolism of fire, which is power. And in our society, money is power. That's just common sense, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously this is a hypothetical hypothetical situation i've never been robbed but if i would ever be robbed they would still <laughs> i'm sorry I, I really... this is a hard question to connect to. hypothetically speaking you sound like the most, like the most preppy, preppy person really ever relate to because it's a situation we've never experienced take the message and then try to relate that not the specific well, the scenario. message itself is literally just that when humans are in a bad scenario, they'll do bad things. That's how I interpret it. And actually, I have obviously done yeah, plenty of bad things in bad scenarios. I feel like everyone has. All right. Ah, all right. No. Like when you put under pressure, you have to make them. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a big thing. Like, yeah, the fallacy with Golden when I was talking about, like, how all these children are in a time of crisis, crisis and you can't necessarily, like, judge humans off of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that question is kind of like the same as the other one anyway, so we'll just move on. Relate to it. Yeah. Next question. Uh, okay. Like, I just wanted to, like, uh, uh, right. like, about the statement I made prior. Uh, basically, like, <laughs> I was trying to just uh, basically say that. Uh, despite like the like the murder that occurred and like the like large amounts of evil actions that like happened in the book. And like the homoerotic like scene that they did with the pig and all that weird stuff. Uh, golden... Oh, is that weird? Is that weird? That's you call that weird. But but you call it weird though. Because <laughs> like, like what if someone in this chat liked that? Like what if someone didn't think it was weird? It's weird. Yeah, what's weird? Yeah, I'm still like call a hidden message to see if Angle's been listening this far in. No, I will at the end, at the end. I know at the end, at the end, at the end, at the end. No, like the second to last one. Okay, at the end, at my outro, I'm gonna say something. Yeah. Uh, we have like three more questions. All right. Yeah. Basically, God. I was trying to say, despite uh the large amounts of evil that like um Golding wrote into the book, like that the children did, it's essentially just that like him describing what like my ancestors did and like and that being the downfall of society basically so like I say like it's essentially a fallacy because it's more of a country, uh, I get yeah I get that I get what you're saying so moving on that's leading into our yeah, next question question sense. seven which is what can you praise about the text what problems did you have with it reading and writing critically does not blah 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 your critique can and should be positive and praise the text if possible as well as pointing out problems, disagreements, and shortcomings. So, Johnny, you were you were talking about that briefly. So, would you like uh, to comment? Oh, no. just died. Okay. All right. Go ahead, oh, what happened? No, internet. Seven, right? What can, what can I praise about the text? Right. Is that what you guys were asking? Yeah, yeah. Because you were talking trash Basically, about it. Basically, so. what are the positive and negatives of, like, the writing itself, not the editing? Oh, okay. So, a positive with the text is just the applicability to modern life, like Antonio said earlier. Like, you can just apply it to a lot of, like, circumstances that occurred in the real world, mainly because it was based off of real-world actions. But still, like, you can still relate to a lot of, like, the the, um, the, the morale of the book, like, to a lot of uh, circumstances. Like, um, for example, the quote that says, uh, um... What is it? Uh, what I mean is maybe it's only us. Like that 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 quote from Simon, like uh, reflecting on like the fear. Like is fear truly like the beast or is it uh, us? Like I found that as a positive to the book because it, it made uh, me reflect at least uh, what what we fear as humans is are they true fears? Or are they more like fears from survival and not necessarily like thoroughly thought out? Like an example of that would be like uh, just government funding in general. Like um. I feel like any human can, like, uh, identify that, like, scientific improvement it will always, like, drive the human race further. But, like, government funding doesn't always necessarily reflect that. And it's mainly because we have a fear of, like, economic uh, decline from that. And so, basically, just that's just, like, a clear example of, like, we believe that one thing is right and a positive for humanity, yet we still think it could possibly be a negative for our survival. And that's why we don't fund it. Like, for example, that, like, NASA is, like, getting extreme, like, like declines in funding. And now they're, like, um, not necessarily the forefront of scientific uh, um 
the like the scientific field of astronomy and stuff like that. So yeah, but a negative is clearly like what I said. Like holding and explaining the Eurocentric point of view of of the downfall of society being like what what the the colonizers would um, claim to be the savage Negro or savage mm-hmm. Native Americans. Yeah, Negro. Um, yeah, I feel like something that I would definitely praise just about the writing of this text is Golding's um, narrations. His descriptions of each scene give you a clear, fluid image in your brain every single time he opens a scene. You know exactly where it is. You know exactly what the, the, the scenery is, just the emotions involved. I feel like Golding does a, a fantastic job at explaining, thoroughly explaining, a uh, very eloquent speech uh, just in general about, like, he'll spend a whole paragraph on the waves hitting the, the sand. You know, he's very experienced writer. You can just tell throughout how he writes. And that I feel like that does add an extra dimension to the writing because it might even... In, increase the realism of the writing because now you know okay so it's an island okay so there's the waves are crashing we know it's like midday um now now we have an understanding of the background now what's going to happen in the text i feel like he does open up every scene like very fluidly i really like that about it and one thing if i do did have to criticize it i would give one thing to um i feel like it does skip a lot of information that you might need as far as just like to understand like it does it, it seems like very short for how like the, the book just seems very short it doesn't really explain a lot that you would be wondering like okay how this happened what happened with that where the kid the kid that fell inside the pit what happened with him you know these seem like things that he could have added that would have increased the in- intensity or increased the dr- drama of the, the story or just overall just increase the quality of it if he included them but he didn't so there's a lot of I think as far as the plot goes or just specific things that happened um, uh, yeah. one thing I would say that he does good at is just uh, describing the downfall of the boys uh, last grip on society and how they uh, jump right into a world of uh, savagery as a quote the world was understandably and lost the world that understandably and lost and lawful world was slipping away which just shows that quote just illustrates the whole yeah, yeah. like arc of the boys from going from where a really organized group that would listen and go to conch meetings where they would vote and decide on what to do next to a world where Jack is deemed a uh, dictator of the boys where they hunt and kill anyone that disagrees with them. It just shows that their descent into savagery from society, from society, can represent what um, people uh, would do in this kind of situation, and just shows that evilness is easier to uh, act on and more uh, likely outcome in this situation. Yeah, and not to cut off uh, Eduardo or Sebastian here, but like what, what John said. Like, uh, <laughs> Sorry, you know, Golding did. Uh, he used a large amount of like symbolism and like uh, yeah. I forgot the trans word, but like um, when it's like multiple, like um, like how Simon's Jesus essentially, like uh, she he used a large amount of like um, like past like uh, historical texts yeah. and like used the Bible, for example, for Simon to so represent who are always going to be evil by using the crucifixion of Jesus and like mm-hmm. the murder of Simon somewhat of a a compare a comparable like, intertextuality um, believe, yeah of what he believes a uh, man will always have those in you so yeah all right yeah oh um, rock paper scissors all right cool i'm going <laughs> you can you can go you can go all right what i really liked about this book was how it it didn't like lead you didn't know exactly the situations that were going to take place and it kind of shows that we really don't understand how or at least we we really don't know how humans would act in ourselves. Like, Piggy and Simon's death happened very quickly and grew very unpredictable. One, a rock straight up just fell. And the <laughs> other one, he was murked, complaining he was the beast. Both of those are very harsh situations that you wouldn't predict to happen. But it also, I feel like... Is that a good thing? I also feel like this kind of relates to how murder on the island thing. would be in real life. It wouldn't be a constant build-up of there was still a buildup of resentment, but the actual deaths themselves were played off as accidents, and they weren't like over dramatic. Dra- I can't say that word. Dramatized, yeah. 
dramatized dramatized point in which it happened and after that which is how i feel most like historic situations that have been tragedies have occurred and another thing that's good about the book is how Giovanni yeah. said earlier how the usage of symbolism helps make it easy to relate to other modern or past situations and helps to strengthen the idea of the text that humans are bad by using symbolism to create the same agent to reference past events and like say this is what happened then so this would probably happen this time yeah okay yeah yeah okay i see um (laughs) but okay so i i like the overall um what i would interpret as the message was the loss or the end of innocence the loss of innocence between these uh uh, between the kids, so in the la- I think this is, I think this is the last last line of the entire book. It says, "Ralph wept for the end of innocence, the darkness of man's heart, and the fall through the air of a true wise friend called Piggy." I like this quote specifically because it's very it's true by what happened uh, in the text, and like it, you can see uh, his he sprinkles all these different. Uh, images i guess you could say throughout the um the book in general he he talks about like you said all the like jesus type imagery but also like overall the 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 whole change the dramatic drastic change of jack uh throughout the book he was pretty much a like really of all of them they were all very simple kids like they were like he wasn't jack was part of a choir he was a choir and all his hunters, which I don't know why they became hunters, but they became hunters just right off the bat like that. And it shows that, like, with those leaders, like, like Jack, a leader, a negative influence on the on the kids, it's it's not good for them. Uh, it shows the end of innocence in that he was pretty much, he was pretty innocent, and as well as um, all the other kids. So, like, Sam and Eric, um... There's a few other ones. Simon, I think, was uh, he was the one that was like, um, he was the Christ figure in the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but like a lot of a lot of them were very normal kids, and they ended up like they killed they killed multiple people. They they just they tortured people. They it was a seminary that they tortured, if I'm not mistaken, and they tortured them because they wanted them to join their side. But that's overall like all those kids were very normal children. There were children that were just there on an island and they were murdered or they committed murder just because because they believed what that was correct from a negative influence on their lives and the darkness of a man's heart, which, um, yeah, it shows that that's another prominent thing with Jack is that he was a pretty simple kid. He had his, his views, but he wasn't. He wasn't crazy at the start of the book. He wasn't crazy. He was a simple kid. All he wanted to do was hunt. And then towards the end, I guess you could say that the hunting influenced him by the savagery of it, where they would just kill the pigs. And like Giovanni said earlier, that that specific uh, scene where they like they do that that all the things to the pig, which is the face is kind of weird. But that that's another prominent thing where like he that showed the true darkness that the kids had in them, which I guess you could say, depending on this circumstance where they were starving and they were on the island, they had no other choice. They showed it because they had to. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, we're jumping to the next question here. Uh, did you guys enjoy the text? Um, how well did you enjoy it? Uh, did you enjoy it as like something that was just fun to read or was it like artistic in value, uh, who wants to start? I'll start again. Uh, I, think, uh, 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 I thought yeah. for me, I thought it was really like I thought it was a pretty good like story. It had a really good like uh, arc. It was a good uh, like it was the good of beginning, beginning of the climax, uh, the climax, uh, falling climax, and then the exposition at the end. Uh, the like cliffhanger cliffhanger ending was really. 
a very good story. I just thought all the way through, it was entertaining. It was very exciting. It was a, there was some action in there. It was, I thought it was like, for me, at first, the first read through, I thought it, it was like more like a story and like a, like an epic tale than more of me trying to find the hidden meaning of are humans good or evil. I thought it was like cool and like how the boys had to survive on the island and the past they took to survive and how they executed, uh, how they would be good or evil and who they would side with and how they would organize themselves. And it just shows uh, that. And then the theme shows that just how savage people would get. Uh, I know I'm going to expose myself here. So hopefully Ingle didn't get this far. <laughs> but like throughout the first like like three chapters, I think, I was just planning on like, reading the the cliff notes and not actually reading it like but then i actually started <laughs> to like get into yeah. that plot like from the third chapter exactly and i actually good. started yeah. to read it and i started to understand it a lot better uh it got to the point where i was trying to cram in like one or two of the last chapters in like the last day um but like those two chapters i was just like in my bed reading them on like a pdf file and i was actually like thoroughly like mm-hmm. into it you know i was like man what is gonna happen yeah, like i was genuinely um like into the plot and i feel like any story any novel especially like because i don't really read that can make me um, be emerged by the plot make me want to know what happens next like as if yeah. i'm watching a movie you know and i feel like that goes back into how he explains it um i feel like how he explains every scene makes it into this mental movie that's happening in my brain and i feel like in order to achieve that it, i feel like it's in, in a sense a work of art as just the the words all form formulate this like artistic just i think it has artistic value okay. uh, personally Am I good to go? yeah all right yeah. i really yeah, like sure. this book in a sense of its work of art of irony because most people would think that's not how we would act that's not what humans would do and the author kind of brings this up at certain points such as when the boys first land on the island and form a democracy they say we're english we're going to do this the best but eventually they end up decaying they end up going and burning an entire island down and they lead to a brutal uh brutal natural behavior and then after this the marine comes to the island and he says wow i would have thought you guys would have done this better you're englishmen and he kind of he brings up the idea that people think this isn't how they would act by saying that in the book explicitly he says like a common opinion this isn't how we would act and he constantly references this and i think it it just kind of further strengthened that humans really don't know how we would act and it doesn't just make the book entirely fictional and it incorporates it to how he best believes yeah. humans would act in these scenarios. He makes it very realistic, yeah. 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 Uh, personally, uh, with me, uh, something that I really appreciated about the authorship by Golding was mostly like the foreshadowing and character development throughout the book. Like as we see Ralph and like Piggy uh, go into more and more of aggressive uh, individuals. Uh, out of frustration because uh, the, the tribes begin to move away from them and go towards Jack. And even though they feel like it's uh, unjust, it still happens. And like an example of how like character development occurred would be like uh, with Jack, whenever he said, eat, damn you in like chapter four, when he told the boys to eat. And that's like, it int- not only intimidated them, but it also had like a bunch, a large group of boys go and eat the first hunt that uh, occurred on the island. And that, that led to like uh, Jack's like lust for power. And that led to him um, wanting to be this figure, and so I, I I just appreciate that example of foreshadowing by Golding, in which like uh, he he provides hints uh, on your second reading. He provides hints and like uh, just general like general like um like I don't know how to explain it uh, like quotes by certain uh, people that like highlight the character traits of the person before they finally become the final like, person you see uh, towards the end of the book. So before we see Jack as like some power hungry dictator uh, through um, the symbolism that uh, Golden gives us, we first see him as a, a person that wants to not only fulfill their needs in hunting and become the first person to achieve a hunt, but also uh, strive to be the leader as well. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like it goes into that visual, uh, although it's not actually visual, but that representation of the descent to savagery. Uh, I feel like it do- does that uh, descent to savagery. It, it explains it very thoroughly uh, with the development of characters, like you said, Giovanni, with Jack. Uh, we see Jack as a normal English kid, a little bit cocky, you know. Uh, we, we could probably have some like character in our lives that we relate Jack to uh, in the beginning of the novel. Uh, so it kind of gives that an extra uh, stage of realism when we relate it to our day-to-day lives. Uh, and then when you see that descent to savagery, it not only makes that a little bit more shocking, but it also makes it a little bit more realistic in the sense that, dang, we could be evil if given the circumstance. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I would agree with you. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought that was going to be a Wait, so who, who's going? Who's going? <laughs> you are. Okay. You are. Right. You are. Right. Well, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, Like uh, like Sebastian said, too. Um, uh, People like like ourselves, we, we would naturally would think, oh, my God, these kids are actually incredibly crazy. We wouldn't, we wouldn't do anything like this. I mean, uh, given given the circumstances, I think people would do anything to get what they need uh in in the book like they were starving so they had to hunt and then the i mean the manner in which they hunted was pretty good i guess but then towards the end it got a little bit weird a little bit like it actually was savage and the way that they killed them like they just did it because they liked to do it they use it as a sport in the end um and although it would would kind of make sense because they went crazy they were going insane it, it really, I mean, it doesn't make sense because it's it's crazy. But I also liked how um, the, I mean, the description. Honestly, if I'm be honest with you, some parts of the book were kind of boring in my opinion. Some parts, some parts, because because although because of the very very descriptive nature yeah, of the book, uh, I understand why they would include all that. Um, the, the very descriptive parts of the book, I understand why they would do that because it really helped develop characters and it really helped develop like overall like imagery during the island. Like you could picture the island in your head if you, if you hadn't pictured it before. Yeah. Um, and I, I really, I really exactly, liked how they yeah. did that. That was pretty good, even though it was kind of boring in some parts. Um, <laughs> so I'm being honest with you, <laughs> but that, that was pretty good. And <laughs> overall, the book was, it relied on that, but it, it really worked well. Yeah, uh, it blended well. It was crazy. Don, you want to add a little snippet for Angle now? Oh, we still have number nine. I know. Yeah. No, before number nine, so it doesn't just skip to the end. And make sure we didn't do this. Um, Spider-Man podcast Angle. If you're hearing this, you're invited to join. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the, that's the best. We'll be ready for that, John. If you've heard this, tell us about it on Monday. Also, if you've heard this. We don't turn this in so, now. Ingle, I'll be making a future capitalistic leaders of, not capitalistic, communistic uh, leaders of America uh, abolish capitalism podcast, and I want you to join. So, uh, <laughs> Am I invited to that? Am I invited to that? Capitalism sucks, yeah, whatever. If you're a communist, then yeah, man, abolish capitalism. Fist bump, fist bump, fist bump the phone. Right now, three, two, one. All right, so John, though, you're right. Too much time looking around. It's coming. Three minutes. Let's drop off this now. Go to question nine. Number nine. All right. So, what was your reaction to the text, guys? Guys, guys, the, guys, the guys, guys. Kind of boring in some parts. So I'll be honest. Is, okay, so I'm just gonna go through. Eduardo, what okay, was your so, reaction? Uh, overall, the book was pretty good. Just briefly, uh, I thought briefly. the book was good. Pretty uh, good. Uh, okay. Description, although I found it kind of boring in some parts. I understand why it was included. And I think that it was blended rather well yeah. throughout the text. I like how, how gory it was in some parts. Wow. Um, it was kind of weird the way that he did that. Wow. Well, yeah, it was gory. Yeah, like, didn't he like yeah, say that like there was it. chunks of like? Didn't he say there were chunks of yeah, like, piggy's like head on on the ground after they killed him with a rock? That was pretty. <laughs> that, was that was pretty, pretty hot. Cool. <laughs> and then like, I mean, the, the pig one was kind of weird because they were like freaking shoving stuff in the pig. That was kind of weird, but. Overall, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was gonna weird. But overall, the book boys, boys, over yeah, boys. <laughs> such a stupid thing. But overall, the overall, the, like, it was a good book, and I would probably read it again if I wanted to. But I probably won't. So yeah. All right. 
Okay. So Giovanni. Um, I'd say, I'd say ideologically, ideologically flawed, but artistically intriguing. Like, um, I would definitely read books in the same vein of this, like, uh, of this like story. Like, um, I feel like it was interesting in the fact that it was somewhat of a distorted Adam and Eve uh, type stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like the beginning of the civilization somewhat, like where a bunch of kids are on an island by themselves and they have to just like figure out how they're going to live on like a plentiful island, like that, uh, the Garden of Eden somewhat. There's a lot of like biblical references to it, but I just appreciate the vein in which it was written in which he provides his own personal belief as to how humans naturally are um, by going off of that, um, that type of story. So, yeah. But uh, I, I definitely don't think the, the, the opinions of Golding were necessarily correct, but I definitely feel like the way she wrote the story and how it was dramatized was very entertaining. So, yeah. It's William. You got, you got his gender right once, okay, and then you, you just completely off. messed up the rest of the podcast. They threw me. It's he. He, he. It's a dude. Oh, yeah, you it's said she. You said she in the beginning. Of the like, I finished. I he just cut me off. I never said she. I, right, I don't know what you thought. Just go. I knew he was finished. I kind of agree with Giovanni in the sense that oh. it was a really good book, and I I like the idea of like the duality of man and human nature being good or evil, and I like the question. I definitely can continue to read on the subject if an interesting version of this was like another interesting version. Of this was like published. Um. I would definitely read something like this in the future because it's an intriguing idea and philosophy. However, I don't know if I'd read something by this author again because I felt as if some of his pages, he was just over-alliterating the surroundings and he he kind of drew attention away yeah. from like the main focus of the story. And yeah, go ahead, Eduardo. Um... Eduardo. No. Eduardo. I already oh. went. <laughs> I already went. All right. So, uh, I personally, I although reading is not my, like, no, no one hung up. So, although reading is not my parte, right? It's not my dish. It's not my, my thing. Parte. I was saying forte. Forte? Neither speaking, eh? I'm yeah, whatever. Shut up, <laughs> All right. Anyways, so although uh, reading is not my forte, uh, it's not necessarily something I see myself doing. And in my uh, extra time, if I were introduced to another novel, not necessarily by William Golding, as uh, already expressed by. Uh, Giovanni and Sebastian. He has a, a more uh, biased way of writing, uh, just in how he wrote uh, back then. Although he's dead now. I personally have very few books I'm interested in, and I would say this is one of them. So yeah, I just ended at that. <laughs> so best book ever or worst book uh, ever? Yeah, there's like middle ground there, Eduardo. Uh, <laughs> No, it's one or the other. On a scale from Spider-Man Two to Spider-Man uh, Three, how would you rate this book? I personally think Spider-Man Two to Spider-Man Three, like a, Spider-Man. like a Shrek Three over a this, Shrek Five. Yeah, I say Shrek. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Oh. Uh, Shrek Three. I give you this. this Tobey Maguire out of Andrew Garfield. Andrew Ooh. Garfield. It's Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. It's not as good as Toby. It's not yeah. as good as. Okay. Nah, yeah, Toby, Toby's mere perfection. I actually read it more perfection. of Tom Holland because it's a new idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, okay. But I feel like it was incorporated. <laughs> Tom Holland's good. He's more modernistic. Tom Holland's has Spider-Man. Spider-Man podcast. Uh, I've already started. Uh, let me conclude. So this was not politics. I'm still gonna probably post this on the channel anyways <laughs> wait, because wait, wait, it's. Sorry, I think it's interesting. Approach. You know it's crop out, right? Yes, we know it's a crop out. Uh, I'll that in for a little extra because it's an hour long. You're just gonna leave that in. Wait, are still gonna post this? Wait, we skip my. Hey guys, we skip my answer for nothing. Anyways, my overall reaction. My overall, I think the text was uh out of epic, out of one to epic. 
I'd say it's it's a good <laughs> nine. It's epic. It was I like the I like the um I like the like story part of it. I just didn't like how he would like portray like just them how how quickly they descend into insanity and then and savagery and how he paints them all as bad, even though like and then he puts Ralph in the middle ground where he's like bad, not too good. And I just didn't understand like the whole point of Ralph in that situation. And then if and then I think in the future, reading a story like this, but like having Females incorporated would be important. Uh, Wait, what was that? supposed to be a thing? They're making a movie like this, yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> so about yeah, I think like, with I like girls that. or just only girls would be a whole different like story. And I, so, I think only girls would be really, really good because I feel like you need to incorporate like, that. Yeah, I know. This story feels half. It feels like it's half a story or like half the society because there's no females in it. Yeah. Like, I, I'd love to hear like a female centric, like, lit- yeah. like story yeah. of yeah. power. We've never really gotten into that. Centric? So, yeah. yeah. But I have to cut this this whole part out because <laughs> no, nah, you can just cut that out. It's fine. But when I read anything else by this author, I think I think if he did stuck with like the storytelling part and not the having like a hidden theme or like a this whole a whole story backed off one theme or one idea that he really wants to get across, the story itself would be very interesting and be very cool. Yeah, uh, it would yeah. be epic. As Mr. Epic. Yeah. Like, Antonio, are you posting this on your, on your, on your, on your podcast? I have to in order to strip the MP3, but I, I can take it down if you want to. No, I was just I was just saying, you're, you're coughing off my ideas, and I didn't give you consent. Oh, fist bump. You, we could just oh, well, not you don't... in the podcast. Cut out all of Giovanni's parts, so it's just like a skip. No, 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 just, just like 15, <laughs> 15 minutes of like blank silence. Just, no, just put elevated music over no, everything just, you It's just Giovanni talking, but it's all our names. Let me finish here. So I feel like this was a very productive podcast. Um, although it wasn't on politics, I feel like we definitely all came to a consensus and did relate it to like everyday life, uh, modern day. So I feel like it's still being interesting listen for anyone who's looking uh, just to spend some time listening to something. So thank you guys. Uh, yeah, I expect this out. I respect my. Four, three, two.